0: He said all right all right alright I said let's do a podcast let's sit down let's get a coffee let's just talk about one two three four mm 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 coffee with the sound got a little podcast grab yourself a little coffee and a podcast mm-hmm. What's happening guys, so welcome to the Coffee with Sam podcast, we are stimulated, we're getting weird, it's Wednesday And it's a very special episode because our first ever episode, I had this guest on and I have got him back As uh, if you've noticed, we're in exactly the same jumper as that first ever episode And we now got a studio, you have one foot in the door, Rob still hasn't been to the studio But I didn't even have a studio when we first started this podcast, I was in the garage with a black... <laughs> black drape behind me on a computer desk um but rob was actually uh, it's my idea but rob pushed me into doing the podcast um so i say not thank you to him because his head's big enough as it is i don't want to say thank you to him but um he was a one of the many people in the driving force for me to do this he basically said sam You love to chat shit to people all the time. Why not record it and put it on the internet? That's basically what everyone said to me. Go ahead, go and do it. Um, So welcome in. If you're cheerleading following, we're going to call him Bear Drills. If you're not, we're going to call him Rob the Animal Horton. I don't know where the animal came from. I felt like I had to give you like a fighter name. Um, We're going to welcome him. I'll take it. Welcome him in. So Rob, how has... um, We're... We started this podcast with the pandemic. This is where it happened. I invited you in to talk to me because I had nothing else to do. I hadn't even started another job then. and We were like, you know what? Why not? Let's just do something. Let's chat. Um, it started cheerleading related. I've gone away from cheerleading now. But the why not talk about cheer when we can talk about cheer? Um, for you as a businessman, um, we'll keep it in cheer, but try and talk that you're talking to everybody um not just cheerleaders so just give the people listening if they haven't watched the first one they should go back and watch or listen to the first one but a brief overview of what you do outside of the pandemic who are you what do you do okay no
1: worries so first of all thank you for having me back on very pleased to be here and congratulations on well we're over a year now aren't we yeah over a year and we're over how many episodes are we on now 50 this will be 51 51 so well 46 incredible.
0: 46 coffee with sam and yeah for, 46 coffee with sam and 14 threes a party so 51 audio downloads but only i think i did other episodes on the youtube so there's more on the youtube
1: the youtube, well, I'm, glad YouTube. Keeping... <laughs> I'm glad someone's keeping count so yeah that's great <laughs> I, okay? yeah, I just, no, keep, I just um,
0: keep banging them out. I just keep putting them out. I
1: <laughs> Another thing that I forgot to mention, actually. Um, have you checked out Absolute Country yet? No. I know you're a big country music fan. There's a new radio station. It's just been um, set up by Absolute Radio. And it's called Absolute Country. I was listening to it this morning. It was it was really good. You should check it
0: out. I'm going to check that out. So- if you don't follow At Freezer Party, they're the podcasts that come up in between my Coffee with Sam. Um, with two of my mates, and we follow the UFC. It's banter, it's less serious than the Coffee with Sam podcast. There is a little bit of language, I'm sorry, but there is also Patreon episodes that get a little bit crazy, uh, go a little bit off the chain, off the hook, because they're behind a paywall. If you're not a Patreon, please follow, please subscribe, please help. www.patreon, patreon, with an E E O N there, dot com forward slash Coffee with Sam. You get every single coffee with sam episode ad free you get every freezer party episode ad free and you also get coffee with sam special patron episodes and you also get freezer party special patron episodes that only you or the you the patrons will get to see and i'm also not going to breeze over the fact of the way you say country you really abbreviate the first four letters country <laughs> How do you say country? Country, country. There's a lot of. I don't even want to say the word, but there's a big. <laughs> there's four, four. in that first four <laughs> letters. <I> say country. <laughs> I, I'm not having this.
1: I'm not having this. I'm not going to have my southern accent picked apart because I say country. It's, it's how you pronounce it. How do you say it? Say it again. Say it again. Country. So you say that.
0: There's, there's a big like. Yeah, you've got a big. I'm not going to say the first four letters because my partner, will, will, she'll tell me off, but uh, when you, you get to the T, co- the there's a big, there's a big <gasps> to the T and then. Country. You sound like you should have like like a bit of straw in your mouth when you say it.
1: Country. The
0: Country. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's country. I feel like it's because we're not I'm allowed not, to I'm... say the first four words on their own. I'm trying not to bring gonna... the first four I'm words not that forcefully.
1: In a certain way where I'm saying words, I'm clearly not saying words. I'm so, not going to have it.
0: Say country country there's a lot of (laughs) (laughs) I'm not having this oh dear sorry (laughs) sorry so I will check that radio station out what's the what is it is is it it's just called that oh we don't do like 97.9 anymore do we it's just the name of a station
1: I just asked Alexa to play it
0: all right you're still 2021 (laughs)
1: well it came out in 2019 so someone can check that i'm probably wrong it's probably 2000 and just threw a stat out there for no reason just threw a date
0: just threw a stat
1: out out there (laughs) (laughs) um but yes okay back to the original question yeah who are Uh, you who are Uh, you hi (laughs) you don't even go here who are you (laughs) my name's rob uh and i work in the cheer industry Mostly, um, well, my prior, primary role in the industry is that I work for a team called the Ascension Eagles. But um, as a, uh, on the side, I have a, my own business uh, called Bear Drills or RH Cheer Clinics. Uh, and I mainly teach um, tumble and gymnastics to cheer programs up and around the country, which I'm, I'm very blessed to do and I'm very proud to do it. Uh, and it's a great way to, to kind of, you know, filter your way around the community. Uh, and then I also work... Um, with Britain's leading, and that is a statistic that you can take to the bank. Um, I don't know, cheer development provider, I guess I would be the best way um, to coin it. Uh, BGU, which is Building for the Ground Up, and Building from the Ground Up, do loads of courses across the country that allow coaches to get qualified, deepen their knowledge, and just generally develop cheerleading from the bottom to the top. And I think um, being part of like that is awesome. So, yeah, it's, it's a really good um, thing to be a part of and it's a great industry to be a part of. There's a lot of stigma about cheerleading because, you know, girls cheerleading, boys cheerleading and the whole, the whole kind of hoo-ha or stereotypes. Uh, but um, once you stop watching Glee, you kind of get a really good understanding of what cheerleading is and um, why it's so awesome. So, yeah, that's that's pretty much me in a nutshell, I think. Does that do it for your copy with Sam podcasters?
0: Boom. Yes. Yeah, so just trying to do the background, because cheerleaders will know. Because um, he's kind of a big name. Um, cheerleaders will know, I'm but so. people who aren't, people who aren't, um, <laughs> won't know who he is. Like, who are you? But if you watch the <laughs> first episode, which people will go back and listen to or watch, then um, you'll find out a lot more about Rob. So you do, let's say you do, you do education, you do teaching. How is the pandemic and what's gone on? So we started this podcast when we were all happy. We're only going to be in this for three months. It's not going to last very long. We're going to be fine. We're now a year and a half down the line and we're just, just starting to make... I was going to say Queen, then like it's like I was acting like I was cool, like <laughs> bruh- acting the bag again, yo, l- yo, we're earning that bag again, that coin. No, so we're earning that bag, and that, Rob's just looking at me like he's never seen that side of me ever in his yeah. life. Um, yeah, <laughs> don't fl- <suit> you. <laughs> Flick my hood up, like, but but but. Um, so <laughs> you're just earning money again. Uh, how has this pandemic affected you, and what have you done or haven't done? to keep yourself on the right track mentally and, and yeah men- let's go mentally let's 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 make this mentally like what have you done cool. Do you keep yourself on track or not on track so bear it all <laughs> bear it all <laughs> i'm gonna lay my soul out to you sam bear it no all. um sorry you didn't even
1: laugh at my that's all right. <laughs> so yeah the first six months was pretty tough um so i can't even remember when we went into lockdown now was it around march april time march
0: yeah march time
1: much time, so the first six months probably was pretty tough. So, um, and I just mean off of that whole you know pandemic. Not I know that we had breakups in between, but um, I had COVID to begin with, and then it took. I suppose a, a lot of people use the term long term COVID, so I, I kind of suffered for a long time after having COVID, um, but it took me a long time to get my head around it, and. I suppose when you have, when when your identity is so caught up in something or so a part of something, and then that something is taken away, it's really difficult to kind of place yourself. So my whole identity is working, or a large proportion of my identity is working with young people. And I've done that since I was 16. Um, I was a coach when I was 16, 17. Um, Then I became a school teacher, did that to, you know, I was nearly 30. And then I got to work in the cheer industry full time. So my whole identity is working with people and, you know, helping them to work towards whatever goals they might have. So when that was taken away, it was a little bit of a shock to the system because when you strip it back, you start thinking about, well, who are you then if you don't have this? And that was, that was a bit of a shock to the system actually, because, you know, made me question
0: and i wasn't sure at times you know um i think it's gonna put a put a halt to that there that's done that with a lot of people a lot of people when i when i got forced into doing my bridge job i was then like well actually is what i was doing good is what i was doing before paying the bills is what i was doing seen as a a normal life and a normal job should i stay in this normal job because this is classed as a normal job should i stay here like i started to panic that I was changing my mind on actually maybe I shouldn't be living my life that way. Maybe it's not sustainable or maybe I should not go back to it, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So I was there as well, dude. And I think that's the thing about this as well. Now, this episode is sponsored by Wax and Relax. www.waxandrelax.co.uk, guys.
1: Because, you know, lots of people have questioned what they were doing in their, in their day-to-day lives. And mental health statistics for argument's sake are massively increased right now so it doesn't take much researching or much googling if that's what you use to, to to read statistics that are quite shocking in terms of the rise of you know mental mental health issues or mental well-being um but then you know when when i suppose the saying is when when one door closes another one opens right and you you find different things or you get to enjoy things you already had but even even in a more Sort of magnified way, so it was hard being at home, and it was hard not doing what I love doing. But then, by the same token, I was at home spending time with my family, spending time with my son, doing more things with my son because I'm not, you know, physically at work. And you know that was really special to be able to have. And it doesn't take much perusing through Instagram or social media to see how many people have left the jobs that they're doing and have started up their own businesses. And you know that's that's quite special as well. So the pandemic has been awful. It's been atrocious. But if you fixate on that, that's all it will ever be. Every, you know, everyone has experienced loss at this point because of the pandemic. Um, yeah. You're, but there you're are never,
0: the- never going to get forced and told to stay at home ever again. You, no. Like And like you say, valuing that time with your family because you had to be there. One, it makes you reevaluate. Well, should I be at home more often? Like, should mm-hmm. it take the government and the world shutting down for me to see my kids more or see my wife more like yeah and damn straight you got married since the last podcast congratulations I brother i literally just realized <laughs> <laughs> yes you did um so like it, it was nice to yeah ring on a finger <laughs> now the whip and the, the noose is even tighter she
1: put a, she put a ring on it mate <laughs>
0: um for she, for you to realize that and I hope that a lot more people have done that where they've gone, you know what, actually I'm going to stop working myself to the bone, mate. I need to be at home. Um, And I hope that's the way people have gone with it.
1: I think, I don't think business will ever be the same again because I mean, working from home, I love working from home. I enjoy working from home on Fridays. Now I work from home for AUC because I don't coach. So I do my office work from home and that works really well. Um, for me, because it means I get to do the work. If anything for AEC, it means they get an extra couple of hours because I'm not travelling to work. Um, and you know, it's, it, it works for everyone. But more businesses are going to end up using this model. Their employees are happier because they're at home. That's the first thing. A happy employee will go beyond. That's basic business principle, right? But then also, if you have got an empty office, you make the office smaller because you don't need that many people. That's less outlay for businesses, you know? So, you know, there's a whole infrastructure that could be reborn um, that might actually benefit the worker for once, you know? Um, yeah, and it, is, thought-
0: it is scary though, because I feel like the one thing I'm enjoying, we're going to talk about coming out of this in a minute, ago, in a minute but the moment I'm enjoying is human interaction again. And that's the only thing mm-hmm. that scares me with working from home, that you can shop from home, you can work from home. You're never going to have to leave to go anywhere Mm -hmm. and then you're not socially interacting with other people different religions different opinions different you're just uh, acting on this camera like thing that we're gonna do and it's Mm -hmm. not the same because like i see it now we're not the same on this camera as we are if we got together or if you were in the studio and that's what scares Uh me With people will become fake versions of themselves because we're not having all this proper because this is not interaction. This is not real. Even though, it's, fa- even though it's, it's happening now, it's not real. And you don't get the feelings from it and you don't get the same reactions. And like I say, if you weren't being recorded, you'd have a completely different opinion and loads more to say about whatever I ask you. Do you know what I mean?
1: That's called that nerd alert. That's called observer's paradox. So um, when you know that, so for example, uh, for argument's sake, say I'm coaching a class, right? And then I'm teaching my, my my senior two team majesty, my queens. We have a great relationship, we have a great rapport and we work very hard to get the job done, right? As soon as Angela comes down the stairs, different coach, different coach. I coach differently, I say things differently, my lisp comes out because so I get nervous because Angela is the queen bee. It happened to me when um, I was a teacher. I used to teach and I used, used to have an open door policy, but my now wife was my boss. If she came in the room, I'd be like, couldn't remember what the characters' names in Macbeth war were. Like, it was ridiculous. So Observer's Paradox is a real thing. Uh, and, it's in, and so that's the type of thing that's going to happen in situations like this. We'll be talking quite freely, but the true scope of a relationship is never going to be like, this is why you can't trust things like, Keeping up with the Kardashians
0: or yeah. like what's the other one? Um uh, I don't watch reality TV. All of them. <laughs> Anyways are six, I don't stuff, know what they're all called. That stuff, all that stuff.
1: But <laughs> so, um... Joe
0: Rogan has a good point, man. Yeah. He says, What if mm-hmm. so I'm gonna I'm gonna like probably blow your mind all over the place now. So our vision of aliens, <laughs> yeah, they're just skinny people with big heads. Now have they got big heads because they're so skinny so the things that we see as aliens now is that just us in the future because if we're not going out to the gym if we're not going shopping if we're not going to work we don't need this muscle mass that we think we need so we're going to sit at home our bod- bodies will slowly just de- degrade so we'll end very very skinny so our heads will be big because of our school which is nat- now this episode is sponsored by wax and Relax www.waxandrelaxxx.co.uk, guys. Uh, They make homemade wax melts, and they they go in your house, probably in your garden when we have got of you can put them outside. They melt. I don't know if you've seen them. You put a flame underneath them. You melt, and they, they come out with the flavors, whatever they've infused the wax with. Now, they are handmade, guys. Now, in this time, we need to support local businesses, small, not even local, small businesses. They're from Bournemouth. They feel the waves, they feel the sea, they feel the sand from Bournemouth. They know what a good smell smells like. So get out of them, uk for all your good smelling wax smells. Actually, not going to get any smaller. Um, so we end up with this, this frame of big head, skinny body. And then what, Elon Musk's already talking about this computer chip where we can just talk to each other by looking at each other so 10 15 years down the line some people will start doing that so have we already seen ourselves in the future with what we think are aliens they're not even there like it's not even real but that's what we're going to end up as because of the way the world's going and futures go in because we're not going to but leave surely, the
1: house but surely if everything's done for us right i literally know nothing about science right but surely, if everything's done for us to the point where we hardly even have to think anymore, surely the use of the brain would become less, so that it would get smaller.
0: But your you're uh, Ukrainian won't, though, will it? Well,
1: if we well, we're talking in terms of well, you're talking about muscle sort of becoming less, but over time, that would ev- wouldn't everything just become less? We'd have less need for our our brains. We'd become like dinosaurs. Everything would be really big and stompy uh, well, we're still so going to be... Like, the smallest brains ever.
0: We'll still be clever. We'll still, we'll still be clever because we'll still be communicating. People will still be building and creating stuff, but there'll be no need mm-hmm. to talk. They'll just, I'll be able to look at you and you'll go, okay, I get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And have conversations. There's a film like that's like, come out about that, you know? Mate, there's, there's films film. about everything in the future. And that's what uh, But
1: this film has got me. Daisy Ridley. This film has got Daisy Ridley in it and I think it's Tom Holland. Um, and basically, Daisy Ridley's character... Can hear everything that Tom Holland is thinking. It's like a dystopian film, sci-fi film, where like the you know the world has fallen, and I think there's only like a population of men, or there's only a population of women. I'm not sure which way around it is. Um, I have to be honest; it's not really my type of film. I do like dystopian, but it's not really my type of film. But I'm a big fan of Daisy Ridley because of Star Wars, so um, I would I would probably like indulge myself because of of Daisy Ridley. But it's an interesting concept because. If we can hear each other, is that a good thing as well? Like, do I have to like, I don't know, like- It's not a good thing. Whatever we we do, we
0: we think it's always good for us, but is it? Like we we think everything we're doing is good, but is it good? Like, is it good? We create, we keep you can
1: can just look at industry for that. Yeah, we keep creating more
0: wealth, more wealth, more wealth, more wealth, and we're still having all these stupid wars and these fallouts. So, wealth is doing nothing for anybody in any country because we're still falling out. People are still horrible, humans are still nasty. Wealth is doing nothing. Yeah, but I mean,
1: again, I'm not really sure how accurate I am on this, but you say creating wealth, don't be accurate,
0: just say what you think
1: but surely if we are creating wealth then we're only really creating wealth in the west because otherwise the world you know the world would be yeah we don't a lot spread it we don't spread been. it anywhere yeah the wealth doesn't isn't going anywhere no it doesn't it doesn't sp- so, say that
0: though i think there are less for me i've come from a poor background and i am now mm-hmm. not poor and that's because of the way the world works. If I think back to when I was a kid, I could never do the job I'm doing now, earning the money I'm doing. I'd have to be stuck being a mechanic still, earning half the amount of money. So like the way You're the world... You're talking about one...
1: But uh, the UK is, is one of the world's richest economies though, isn't it? So although by your definition, you you were poor growing up, right? And by the same by the same respect, I would, I would say the same, right? I, I didn't have a... a, a affluent upbringing there wasn't money on the table my dad was paying child support to um my, my my sisters growing up and so that burden was felt within our household for you know quite a long time until you know um that those payments weren't weren't paid anymore um but we were still living in one of the the world's the world's richest economies and don't get me wrong homelessness and poverty is a, is, is huge in britain right now and when we were growing up in the 90s um, you know, we were just falling out from 80s Britain under um, Thatcher. So poverty was rife in the 90s as much as it is rife now. I'm not making a political statement there, um, but maybe slightly. The, um, the poverty that you were experiencing, or I say poverty, that's probably not fair. The The upbringing that you were experiencing would not necessarily, was probably nowhere yeah. near as comparable. Yeah.
0: yeah, if I say poor, that's strong. That's a strong a strong i yeah. was probably affluent I still had a lot of money I still had a lot of money compared to what we what is actually poor you know what I mean like yeah. in other countries yeah I get that um I'm very very lucky to live in the country I live in um, yeah. but I would... but I do feel that there's not the fact that someone could be classed as say poor to let's say let's just take it on the u k could be classed as poor in the uk but as long as they've got 60 50 pound a month to pay for an iphone they could create a business that's going to earn the millions
1: and if they've got 50 or 60 pound a month to spend on a phone they're not
0: poor then yeah we (laughs) but as in in the uk i know it's tip for tat i know it's yeah we'd say they're not poor as in on the street but you even see people are homeless these days that have mobiles which is obviously Mm -hmm. another story on itself but like you can make money out of having nothing these days. Do you know what I mean? You don't need premises, you don't need laptops, you don't need this, you don't need that. You need a phone to make millions. And I feel I
1: agree with you. I agree with you. I run my business pretty much from my phone. I run I have an iPad that I'm talking to you on now that I have because of because of my business. Yeah. Like I would not have this iPad if I did not have the business because I wouldn't need it or I wouldn't feel like I needed it. And if I'm being completely honest, I probably don't need it, but I felt like it that day.
0: It's, Do you know what it's, I mean? It's hard, it's hard not to get stuck into that because like the podcasts, we can just do them like this now and it's ended up because guests are, i'm trying to get guests in and i'm having to turn guests down because they're saying can't we just do it over zoom i'm like well no i want you in the studio i want to have interaction with you i want to feel what we're talking about and they're like well, well yeah. i can't i can't shed the extra two hours to travel to you and back so no yeah and i'm like i don't want to get sucked into that but slowly i've got a studio i've got lights i've got cameras i've got everything to be able to do it remotely and it's like i even i'm f- falling into that category of staying away from people because I can earn money from just being here on my own. But I hate it. I'm someone who needs to hug people. I need to feel people. I need need the emotion. And it's... But in this industry, or in this... Not in the industry, in this time, it's so hard not to just drop into that category easy.
1: Yeah, you're right. I think that's... I mean, hopefully because I feel like we went off on a way tangent there, but like it's beautiful. to come back to what you were originally talking about, literally about going out. I think it, in a way it might bring a different value to what we do. So, you know, going to meet people for, you know, if that's what you like to do, going to meet people at the pub or going to, I don't know, a zoo or a country walk or for a picnic or for a meal. You know, those are things that we so took for granted that we never, we wouldn't even have considered it in the way that we're seeing people or we're interacting with people because they were a given and a standard of our daily lives. Yeah. Um, but, you know, walking around Sainsbury's is essentially the same thing, but we don't class it like that.
0: Oh, mate, I went in the, at the pub on my own the other day, just had one beer, literally one beer, But just to feel that I can't do any work because I'm here. don't have my laptop. My work email is not connected to my phone and I refuse to. So I could just sat there. I only had one beer. The fire was on. There was just people saying hello to random people walking in. And it felt great. Mm -hmm. It felt amazing. Just just to have that. Because you sat at home. You have a beer or you have your friends around. Well, I'm at home. I could do a bit of work. And my laptop's there two seconds i'll just i'll talk to you but i'll just do a bit of work and i'll just do uh, i'll start to edit this or you're spending time with your missus and you're like well i'm sat here we're just watching a movie i could be spending this time editing something or doing a work email it's so hard to get Mm. away from whereas when you go out you're away from it there's no laptop there's no work you have to spend time with people and you have to communicate. And it felt great. Like I was a bit a bit anxiety, like thinking the laptop's in the van, the laptop's in the van. I could go and get it. I could go and get it. I'm like yeah. stuck in that way of like, no, just sit here, have this one BA, go home, and then you can carry on working if you need to. I have to be honest. I,
1: I fully considered getting myself a second phone and leaving my my phone, the one that does everything, um, and just leaving it at home when it was like Fridays uh, I don't know, weekdays after five or six and weekends. Um but then I just thought like part of me was just kind of like just just take back control. And I'm not su- suggesting that I'm not suggesting that people can't do that or or whatever, because there's there's always twos and frows of everything. But you know, for, it just became a point of all right, I can see that what's that message, I'll answer it tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Like, you've texted me at 7 o'clock, or you've emailed me at 7. Do I want the work? Yes. But then I started to try and flip the mindset a little bit in the sense that if you've messaged me, then out of anyone else, it's me you've you've decided you wanted to me- to message. So, uh, you know, waiting until 9 o'clock the following morning becomes less of a wait because you kind of you change your mindset a little bit and you're not kind of like grabbing at straws. Like I want the work, I want the work. Of course you want the work, but at the same time they've messaged you as well. So it's, it's you they would like to work with. So
0: that was, I've just tried to be. Yeah. I had that last night. I had a message from someone said, oh, I've had some ideas for stuff. I was like, cool, send them through, but I'm not going to read. The... I'm not going to listen to it. It was an audio message. am not going to listen to it till tomorrow because I'm not working now. And they apologized. Mm. And I was like, no, 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 I'm not literally not saying like that. I'm just telling you, you're not going to get a reply till tomorrow. Because I'm not working now, I'm done.
1: Yeah. I think it was just a case of I put my big boy trousers on and I was like, okay, right. I need to start managing better. I work a lot anyway, which means the time I get at home with my family gets diminished. So just manage better. So, and that that's just kind of something that actually during lockdown, I've tried to become a lot better at, especially now coming out of lockdown, I'm getting booked up again because I've had to rebook the ones that have been cancelled. You know, it's um, a case of the management needs to be better. I'm having, so- to, I'm
0: having to get back used to that because obviously I went from self-employed for nine years doing that to a year, just shy of a year of working for someone and not having to manage yep. nothing, just turning up, go home. So I'm now back into that uh, system of because now that the new company I'm now part of, a lot of it is at home. A lot of it's at homework and then the weekends going out to work but I'm having to get back to that get up in the morning have a shower yeah do your daily routine start work check emails turn it off at a certain time and stop all that but I feel like I'm so much more grown up after this pandemic than I was when I went into it
1: yeah. like crazy yeah, I know
0: some mad shit's gone on like I've bought a house and all that stuff and I went through a big mental breakdown of of it taking my business and it it really affected me and i was not in a good place because i was so business proud that me going and getting a job to be able to carry on buying the house was i was being weak and why Mm -hmm. was i not adapted and creating my business to bring in the same amount of money and this that the other and it got to me and because i'm such a a proud person it was like i was failing myself after it was i was failing Younger Sam, who said he's going to be self-employed, I'm never going to work for someone again after my first job to build a business to where it was earning the money I was earning to then have to go and get a job. I had that a big breakdown, a big breakdown, um, and to to realize that and then come through that and go back into where I didn't think. And this ties up with what I said at the beginning about during during the lockdown, thinking should I stay here? Should I just work for somebody? Should I be part of the system? Because is this is this what should be normal? And even I was falling into that. And then I had to slap myself out of it and be like, no, and I'm lucky, very well, I'm not say I'm lucky, because I've put myself in the position to be offered the job I've been offered. I'm not lucky. I've worked hard to be where I for to get offered that job. Lucky that I've been offered it, but my life was that's the way it was going. So I'm not lucky. Lucky's not a thing. You put yourself in a position to get the right things. Lucky's not a thing. Um and I got it. I
1: got it. Lucky's not a thing. I
0: got it. <laughs> it's not for you, mate. <laughs> this is for the listeners. Um, <laughs> but to to slap myself back out of that and then now to get back into it, I still I've only been working for them two weeks and I'm still thinking to myself sometimes like, is this the right thing? Mm-hmm. Because I got stuck in that horrible mental state twice two different mental states during lockdown um and that was another tangent i love tangents what podcast about that's why there's no great there's a few questions on the board and that's about it the the (laughs) things you're not going to talk about are the best things you talk about so talking like uh, mental mentality how are you how have you managed coming out of this because i know you had a rough time drawing it and you can come on this and you always what I talk about, I'm getting better now at making people talk to me about the real things, but you get that. I know you do. As soon as you get on a podcast or being recorded, you you stiffen up and you're worrying about what you're saying and you start talking like this and da-da-da-da. But I know you've had a rough time of it. So you say what you've got to say. Uh, I know you've had a really a rough time during it. How are you managing coming out of this? Apart from being excited, yeah, so- being excited you've got your business back. How's mm-hmm. your, what's your brain saying?
1: So, Yeah, I mean, one of the, so people deal with their sort of mental anxieties or insecurities in different ways, right? So some people sleep a lot, some people don't sleep, some people eat a lot, some people don't eat, some people become angry, some people become withdrawn, like everyone deals with those things in different ways, and for the most part, they're all toxic, because they will in some way affect the way you feel about yourself or the relationships you have with other people. Um, people who were everything to you become less like you don't want them near you. Uh, and I'm speaking broadly here. This isn't anything specific. But for me, my biggest drawback when um, I'm struggling mentally or I have sort of mental anxiety uh, or my well-being is affected is that I put on a lot of weight substantial amounts of weight um and i'm talking like within a week we could talk pounds and pounds up to stones it can be a really drastic change physically for me um and so you know we we had that um the bear versus the puzzle challenge that we did that was pretty cool uh, and was really helpful it helped the mindset it helped you know the way you know my my my, my physical shape and everything like that um and that worked to an extent, and then it didn't work anymore. And not because it wasn't a good product, but because I wasn't in the right state for it. And so the weight came back on, and so that was really hard um, because it's frustrating be- because you, you when you're in that kind of position, you're just kind of like, oh, I can't be bothered. I'll just I'll just carry on doing what I'm doing because it's easy. And easy is always the first choice you make. You know, when you're you've just finished work and it's eight o'clock, you're at the petrol station. It's easy to buy. A Dr. pepper and I don't know a dairy milk like, it's easy to do those things it's not easy to pick up a bottle of water and an oat bar like so um, for me it was about really trying to challenge that mindset and work harder and and, and better and just just think um, just make wiser choices so part of the part of the thing was is that I teach tumble right and before people when people buy your product they buy you and i'm not cynical enough to say that the way that you look is everything but first appearances count right and if you look at my my sort of market group um and there's enough for everyone to get work right but if you look at my market group there are some fantastic tumble coaches in the industry who deliver a great product, look great, have charisma, and get the job done, right? So that kind of thing was playing in my mind as well. You've got people like Max Outchew and Tumble, Next Level Cheers, CC Tumbles, Big G, all fantastic at what they do, but all look great too. And so that was playing on my mind, and for a while that made it worse. But then I just kind of like had to kind of really start setting myself goals and thinking about, okay, so what am I going to do to get myself into a better state of mind?
0: Right, Um, I've been coached when I was a national trampolinist. I was coached yeah. by a coach, not my head coach. We went to another gym and I was coached by a coach who was that big. He couldn't get off his chair, but damn yeah. straight, he knew how to get me to do a, a half out or a double nicely. Yeah. Didn't move off his chair. He was that big, <laughs> but we'd just shout his orders from his chair. <laughs> and he was amazing. You were like, I had the same like, what? You ain't going to teach me nothing. And then I'll come out of there yeah. 10 times better trampoline than I was but you're right.
1: You're right. And people probably, and people, some people may have thought that and most people probably did not when they looked at me. Right. But when your mindset tells you that, that's all your mindset tells you. Yeah. 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 It doesn't tell you anything different. So um, for me, it was about trying to think about how can I pick myself up? And it wasn't just because of that, you know, like I'm in my mid thirties. Now, as you get older, it gets harder my son is seven eight he's you know he's going to be turning eight soon um we're looking to adopt again like all those things are making me think like i want to be active i want to be able to feel like i can be active i don't want to be tired after running around for 10 minutes i want to be to run around for two hours you know so there was a lot of th- it wasn't just a, a work decision it was you know it was a it was a genuine kind of like i need to i need to do better um and so I remember I started the couch to 5k app, right? I prefer, my, my, my exercise of choice is running. I love running. Um, and to the point where I've, I've done lots of tough mudders, I've run, I used to go to park run every week. Um, I've run a half marathon, um, which was like an Everest for me at the time, a few years back. And so I don't like going to the gym. It's not something I like doing. Um, but if you get me on a road, or in a forest i'm I'm here for it so I started running again and it, and it you know it's taken me a long time to get into running again from 2017 where it sort of fell off a little bit um, and I remember hitting the, hitting the road for the first time and the long-term covid was an absolute shock to the system like as in I couldn't get to the end of the road and it was shocking it was so hard um and it took me like a real couple of weeks to even be able to sort of run sustainably without like I ran out an asthma pump like a blue asthma pump it was so bad and that wasn't all weight that was just trying to get my lungs into some sort of working capacity again so you know the long-term effects of COVID are real and I, and I will vouch for them until the cows come home you know um so that was that was a real important part of the journey trying to get past that part that first hurdle and you know i had to really kind of fight my mindset that just wanted to stop all the time um alongside that i'm a i'm a avid reader i read a lot um when i read too much that's a warning sign but um i was reading i tried to change from reading fiction to non-fiction and i read a book called touching the void um some of you might have heard the uh heard of it before, or watched the film, or even studied it at GCSE, uh, if um, if you did it at school. Um, but it's about a guy who's a mountain climber. He climbs up a mountain, he falls down the mountain, he breaks his leg, and has to crawl down to like two thousand feet worth uh, worth of mountain to be able to um, you know not die. And he did it. And I just remember thinking, like, what a story! Like this story is incredible. This guy broke his ang- his foot so bad that his knee. His shin was in his knee. His ankle was in his shin, and he was crawling down the ankle. With, um, he was crawling down the mountain with a broken leg, and I was just kind of like, "I I need to read more stuff like this because it's it's helping me sort of like picture this this kind of like your everyone has their own obstacles, and everyone's obstacles are different. Would and you, I need that to kind of like motivate me. Make you feel me.
0: weak as fuck. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well I was just it was so impressive. Honestly, it was so impressive. There is a film documentary about it, and apparently this film documentary yeah,
0: there's one or, there's one as well where he gets his arm stuck, doesn't he? 127 hours. That, that's yeah. on my I load. love that movie too. I'm, that's
1: it's I've read, I've watched the movie, yeah. I did not realise it was James Franco, but yeah. it's James Franco. Um and the i watched actual the do- movie.
0: The Doo Doo it's about is at the end of the movie, isn't he? That's right. Yeah, I love that's it. That's right. I love I love stuff that's yeah. real. Yeah.
1: And that's what what I've transitioned to. Um, And so reading that has been a lot more kind of inspiring and motivating and and has helped me keep up the running. Um, So, yeah, so I've been reading more stuff like that actually. And I I read, I picked up a book, (laughs) I picked up a book called Born to Run. um, And it's about this kind of tribe of runners that the world has never seen called the, the Tarahumara, don't quote me on that, but that's, I think how you say it, they're called the Talahumara, and these guys can literally run 200 miles without stopping, and I'm reading their story, and it is so impressive, they're kind of like, they live in like, where do they live? They live in Mexico, uh, in the, you know, deep in the, deep in the the forest there, or the, you know, and they build huts, they build their huts into the side of mountains, you could walk past a house, you would never see them, Um, but, they are the world's best runners. They are literally the world's most incredible runners. They run their marathons through the forests, through the mountains, through the hills, up, down, up, down. They are incredible. And I'm just reading, I'm reading this book. I'm about hundred pages in and you look at it and you think, right, well, if they can do that, I can, I can improve. I can get there. I can, I can, you know, um, become a better runner. And the running for me has it helps with the mindset it helps with the you know the, the weight loss and all those kind of things but it's the challenge of thinking like i want to get to a half marathon again like i want to run a half marathon again so um yeah the non-fiction stuff reading reading non-fiction has been, has been really good and i would i would recommend it like there's so would some you, great so stuff out there would
0: you say you use reading as like meditation um yeah i would
1: yeah i've read I've, I'm, I'm one of those people who have read all their lives i didn't stop reading um it wasn't a school thing for me it wasn't something that that you know a lot of people just associate reading or reading books for argument's sake with school um not for me Uh, i'm an avid reader
0: i have to use Um, it as meditation because i have to force myself to do it because my well, you've met me my brain (laughs) thinks well you're sat down now why are you sat down you can't do anything so i have to like really force myself to read something and i have to get into it so then, because you're going to get 30, 40 minutes, I'm probably not going to remember what I've read, and I'm going to be like, yeah. whoa, I need to move. I can't I can't be sitting there any longer. So it, it kind yeah, of is like meditation. Like I don't learn from books. I can't learn from yeah. books because I don't remember what I've read. I have to listen, which is yeah, why yeah. I do what I do. This. That's why I don't blog or anything like that. That's why I do this. You're an audio learner, isn't it?
1: Huh? Some people are audio learners, some people are visual learners, and some people are kinesthetic learners. Um, I can be in a room of people... There could be TV on. There could be music on. There could be people talking. There could be people playing games, and I could not tell you what had happened in that room. There could have been there could have been a murder right in that room, and if I if I've been reading you, I would not be able to tell you who did it. I just would not know.
0: no So nice. I, I I'd know, know someone had walked straight in. Black. What are you doing?
1: <laughs> no, no I, I'm literally not in the room. I might as well not be there. That, that I I'm a quite. That's a deep good reader. though.
0: That's good yeah. though, because like you said, that's like meditation. Well, not for the murderer, not for the not person, for the who's murdered, been murdered. person <laughs> gets murdered. Yeah, but like it's type, it's like meditation because that's what you have to do. with Meditation, you have to just. People say, oh, "Well, when I do meditation, all I'm doing is thinking." And it's like, yeah, that's that's what you're meant to be doing because you're actually thinking about stuff you wouldn't be thinking about if you weren't doing meditation. Like,
1: that, but that's why it's a warning warning sign for me as well. If I'm reading too much,
0: you've that's got, a trigger. You got something going on.
1: Yeah, it just means that my mental well being is not great. And that's a trigger. And my family are really good at picking it up. They're like, okay, let's have a chat or let's go out or, smack him with or whatever body. it is. Pardon? Smack 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 with, me the with the book. <laughs> It's not just like one day. This could be like, I could be like reading for four or five hours a day for, I don't know, two, three weeks. And they'll be like, you know. And
0: have um, you, have you, have so, you, so you're, are you, you're known to struggle with mental. Not, not, well, well, been, well, but.
1: yeah, no, it, um, I, I had a, um, I suppose it came to a head probably 2018, 2019, um, where it was pretty rough, and so you, you kind of, it got to a point where it was kinda of like, okay, I need to I need to sort this out a little bit more because it's a little bit it's becoming toxic. Um but I suppose you have to you you make the channels that you do or you you, you seek the advice that you do because it, it, it wasn't because it wasn't a it wasn't like an isolated thing for me anymore. Like it was affecting the outer circles circles of my relationships. So um it was something that I needed to address and so i did um cognitive behavior therapy Um, and did like coping mechanisms and things like that and that was really helpful um and then those are the types of things that then you transfer and you use after that and so that that's been my kind of um my go-to
0: and was that was that triggered from work or because I know being a teacher, you you're a teacher previously, and I know a few teachers I've spoken to. Fucking Jesus Christ! And so I keep swearing. So I know I'm on loudspeaker, and I know you've got kids. Well, that's house. okay. I'm so sorry. Um, it's, okay. it's Teachers in the in the past, that it's not it's not a if you love your job, it's fine. But sometimes it can be a toxic and horrible environment to be in. Or was was that? Um, situation you had in 2017 2018 was that uh, from your upbringing was that was it a build-up of your years of life or was it work or uh i would say so teaching
1: teaching was definitely a factor uh, which is why when the opportunity to to leave teaching and go into the into the cheer industry full-time was was a really good one and one that i took um but i think it's just you know sort of decades of, of lack of
0: self-worth really um so Just anything. Um, Just lack of not, we call it confidence, but just a lack lack of of self-worth,
1: I think. I wouldn't even call it confidence because I was
0: quite a confident person.
1: Um, A lot of people would probably be surprised. Yeah, well, it's just an act. It's a performance. I'm a good performer. So, um, you know, a lot of people were surprised when I spoke about it to them. But that's because you act, you play a part. And then you come home, and then you feel like crap. So, um, I think it's just, just yeah. You look at other people's lives, and you, you compare. You look at success. It's, it's, the, it's the, it's the, it's the, it's the same stuff that most people would say. But, um, you know, that eventually becomes a big trigger. And then, if you're not happy in your workspace, where you're spending nine hours a day, and when you're a teacher, it ain't nine hours a day um, you know, those things become exemplified, don't they? So yeah, it was a tough time. And so
0: But you had you had that um what what you were saying at the beginning about taking control, you noticing that's a very does that take a selfless person, is that the right word? Yes, self a selfless person to realise your behaviour was affecting the outside and that's where you need to change. Is that the right word? Selfless? Yeah, had to say that I'll take it whilst, whilst <laughs> you felt like sh- you felt you didn't feel good but you just carried on with those behaviours but then you realised it was affecting the outside and your relationships with people outside then you realised you had to change is that a See, selfless funny person?
1: because Yeah I mean I mean I wouldn't say it was a selfless I wouldn't say it was so much a selfless act I think it was a necessary one because otherwise I think I probably would have well it wouldn't have been a good turnout for the, I think I don't, it just wasn't, it wasn't um good family. So I just thought, I'm quite a selfish person. I like my comforts. I like doing things that I like doing, right? Like most people, right? So it was, it was about just it, it I needed to make changes. And so you make those changes because you, you know, you want to be able to enjoy what you have and not feel like crap all the time i would
0: massively disagree there because i'm an actor when i'm when i'm when i'm upset you don't know unless you've really upset me if i'm sad oh and i need to light up a room full of people i'll still light that room full of people up um and i wouldn't see that as selfish that's you still wanting to put a smile on other people's faces even though you aren't happy and i've but I'm there now. I'm still there now. Like I hide it because I'm that joker. I'm that oh Sam's here. We're all gonna have a laugh now. I- I'm Sam. Sam's here. Something funny is gonna happen because Sam's here, and I have to play up to that because that's me. That's that been my life as a kid. But now you have the pressures of you were never sad as a kid, so it was fine to just be an idiot all the time. Where now you have life pressures on you, and I have to hide from that, and I that gets on top of me sometimes. So that's not selfish it's not it's not selfish. But that's the performance side isn't it yeah you're not that's a selfish person side. at, that's at
1: the, all that's the yeah but that's the side well for me then that was the side i was projecting but then when you weren't out or when you were just at home or when you were you know you just in kind of like your normal environment it was just kind of like withdrawal yeah so you had projection and then you had withdrawal and they were kind of like the two kind of scopes of my personality and the projection was nonsense and it used to really frustrate my family because it would be like wow well, well you can you, you know this is this is not real is it
0: yeah why, why are you why are you hiding away at home but then when you go in front of people you're acting all nicey-nicey that's what you mean yeah yeah and that was a
1: big problem and so um when I started doing the cognitive behavior therapy that was great um it took some time but you know you kind of work it out and you you've you, you learned different kind of mechanisms that you can cope with uh, and then gradually you well for me it was a gradual kind of like a pressure that came comes off your shoulders and you can feel it you wake up feeling a little bit better you wake up feeling a little bit less tired or you wake up feeling more positive you you don't feel like you need to drink as many coffees that day you know so
0: never going to happen
1: you know <laughs> i think i'm on i think i'm on number four yeah snap and a monster <laughs> oh really no i don't do um, i don't do energy drinks no chance
0: so that for you <laughs> dude because 2017 was not that long ago at all yeah like in the in the, in the grand scheme of things so for you to get through well I've only really got to really know you the last year during lockdown like we were friend we became friends like 6 months before lockdown happened and then we've became real good friends during it so what I know of you <laughs> now is the fact that what you've just explained what you've just explained and what you've just bared to us all that you've got through like 2017 is pretty close still so you say <laughs> that you're okay you're still managing that problem for you to come out the back of lockdown on a, in a bloody good position is incredible, is incredible damn incredible. Because 2017 is only a, a year in between 2019. 2019 was very close to 2020, and that's when it all went tits up yeah. for the the world. For you to have not displayed any of those tactics, and I know you have some of them, but you've then fought them. You could have easily slipped back into 2017. Yeah, no,
1: absolutely. And for you to um, come out the
0: back of that, to this year, a better person, a stronger person, a better individual of yourself, is incredible. Is damn straight incredible to have got through <laughs> it. Like to not have slipped backwards. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean it, it, it's hard
1: because it, it's quite sad because um you know you know for for other people that that wouldn't have been the case, mm-hmm. and so knowing when how low you personally have felt and how that made you feel it's sad to think that other people have, uh, for so many people, and the statistics speak for themselves, have kind of fallen into that, well I don't want to say fallen that's the wrong word, but have kind of found themselves in that situation again where where they're unhappy or they have low mood and It's horrible to think that people are in that are finding themselves there, and you know, like anyone else, I was I was desperate for that not to be the case for me, and so when I could see myself, particularly at the beginning of twenty twenty one, like between I think Christmas twenty twenty, and like the end of January twenty twenty one, I'd read like ten books, and I know that might sound like a really silly thing to say, but when you know that's your trigger. Reading 10 books that quickly back to back, you know, that's like, I don't know, what's that? An average of, let's say, three, 400 pages in a book? That's 4,000 pages. What's that? Three, 400 pages every other day? I don't know. But like, that's a lot of, of isolation. Yeah. When you're still in lockdown, isn't it? So, um, when that started happening, I was like, "Okay, yeah, this this needs to be something that I, I work harder on." Um, and so, I started making changes and started trying to exercise more. wasn't successful, but tried and tried again. Um, changed my diet. That was a big change. I wouldn't say that's necessarily had an impact on my mental well being, but I feel better for it. So um, that's been pretty positive as well. But yeah. It's
0: not, it's not been an easy ride. Good, yeah, but you're not 2017, dude, and that's the one that's thing right. you gotta take out of that. That's like you say, like you could have slipped back. I had to message, I constantly messaged the dude James I had on here who who bared all about his mental wealth and the fact that he had had really bad thoughts of him of himself, but now decided mm-hmm. to create a business that now explained that and helped other people. He's launched that mm-hmm. business during lockdown, and it's successful. And how easy for him Pray to dinner. have to have could have easily just gone straight backwards to drug abuse, alcohol abuse, and not knowing how how self his self worth for himself. Easy, easily easily and every day he did he did a walk at the weekend i'm like congratulations bro he put his first mind talk on about mindset i'm like congratulations dude because just talking to him on a podcast he's not a confident person to stand in front of 10 people i knew for well he was shitting himself i knew just knew i hadn't even spoke to him and i knew because of the way he was at the podcast but for him to have gone through that to have not slipped back forget about everything else that's a win on itself like for you not to end up back in 2017 is a win that's that's one big win that you've already had in 2021 to have not Mm -hmm. gone backwards and that's incredible um oh that was a deep 30 minutes and that was incredible thank you so much rob (laughs) um no worries for coming on that was probably the best one i had a tangent this is not a
1: tangent i expected to kind of uh, this is our third
0: one and I'm getting good at this now. That's why. So on <laughs> other <laughs> on other podcasts, it was it was stiff. I wasn't stiff. It he, he was hard to drag out of you because I say you're one of these people who you 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 try and not give me everything. And I'm, I'm a get, very private
1: person. And like, I'm getting good. At, I'm
0: getting good at it now. So I ask the right questions, and I'm getting good at this interview <laughs> and stuff. Um, that was incredible. Like. That was one of probably the best hours I've had in this, in here, man. Um, thank you for Glad joining us. <laughs> thank you for joining me. Um, do you want to, if you are cheerleaders who follow, Rob, what's your socials?
1: Um, Bear Drills on Instagram, at Bear, I think it's an underscore, at Bear underscore drills with a Y. Check me out on there. Lots of drills to help you or lots of sort of tumble circuits you can use to help uh, develop as an athlete. Uh, So check me out there. And on Facebook and Twitter, I believe it is Coach Bear Drills. Um, But on Twitter, I mostly just kind of um, troll the cheer forums when they say like negative things about the industry. So maybe not the place to check me out.
0: (laughs) Awesome. Um, Bringing shade upon yourself. Um, More pressure. (laughs) Thank you for joining us. Uh, I've been Coffee with Sam. Stay stimulated. Stay weird. Till next time, guys.